There is breaking news tonight in New York City. Uh, well, at least broken arm, uh, not really breaking news. Uh, what has happened is Curtis Lewa, after leaving a WABC broadcast wherein he talked about everything that uh, Eric Adams does not want talked about and broadcasted for an hour-long broadcast as uh, part of his campaign for mayor, discussing uh, what the uh, would-be uh, anointed, they say, selected candidate for mayor uh, does not want to be heard. All the cases that were filed against him when he was a police captain, his close ties to Louise Farrakhan, also some of the other actions that uh, the man committed as a police captain, including uh, misogyny against a major police woman who was complaining about uh, sexual harassment on the force. There's also the case as Bronx Borough President of him saying to residents not to call the police to bother them with issues regarding uh, fireworks uh, last year when fireworks became such a major problem because they were being thrown against residents. One woman came out and confronted those people and she died as a result. Shortly after broadcasting this while leaving the studio and going off on the next part of his campaign, it would seem that Curtis Lewa ran into something a little bit harder than Eric Adams at a debate. He literally walking across traffic, got hit by a car, got flipped in the air, and was rushed to a hospital. He is now home recovering. The car is still being repaired. This has been a Mike of New York update. And now let's listen to some of the allegations that Curtis Lewa had against Eric Adams. Not just the case that I've described to you of how police officer Lizette LeBron was driven out of the police department by Eric Adams, sullied her reputation, disparaged her, used sexist, misogynist language to drive her out of the police department. And only when Greg Smith did the expose and went upstate to find Lizette, did he finally say it was wrong. I apologize. Did he ever pick up the phone and call Lizette LeBron? We don't know that. Apparently, he never has. And I want to give you another case. And it's a case that happened recently. In fact, it occurred in 2020, the summer of 2020, with the insurrection taking place in the streets, the shooting and looting on occasion that followed the demonstrations in the aftermath of Mr. Floyd's death at the hands of the Minneapolis Police Department in South Minneapolis. Eric Adams, who claims he's friends of the police, went out and said, because it was an attempt to crack down on the prolific use of fireworks, especially of Roman candles, youth gangs throughout Brooklyn and other boroughs were firing these, these rockets, these Roman candles at one another, as if they were having a firefight between Al-Qaeda and ISIS. It was incredible. Remember the times. And these firefights would go on until 3, 4 in the morning, the police were told not to respond by Eric Adams' partner in all of this, Bill de Blasio. Remember, the eight dismal years of Mayor Bill de Blasio in which he took a wrecking ball to the city that we love were coupled with the eight years of borough president Eric Adams, 
who side by side with Bill de Blasio contributed to the destruction of New York City as we knew it before de Blasio was elected. But this one is on Eric Adams. Can't blame this one on Bill de Blasio. So Eric Adams, in the midst of all the insurrection in the streets, the looting, the shooting, the demonstrations, said that the NYPD uses heavy-handed tactics. He said it, nobody else. Eric Adams went out and started telling his constituents, instead of calling 911 when these gangs are battling one another by shooting fireworks and bottle rockets, and tossing ash cans and M80s. It's like a quarter stick of dynamite at one another. Don't call 911. Don't call the police because they will respond and use heavy handed tactics. So some of his constituents listened to him and believed what he was saying, figuring just like now, the narrative says, oh, Eric Adams, police officer for 22 years, he would know how to take care of the city. He would know how to best utilize the police department. Well, time and time again, like in this instance, he turned on the police department. He was the worst possible friend to the police department. In fact, gave information out that was incorrect. So there was a woman who was visiting at the pink housing complex, housing project, East New York, place that I know well. Used to be next to the old Times Square store on Linda Boulevard. And she was uh, in an apartment, and the local gangs were firing these Roman candles at one another and wouldn't stop. So instead of calling 911, which she could have done, and there are special NYPD officers assigned to public housing complexes, she decided to follow the guidance and the suggestions of Eric Adams. She confronted the gang members and told them, stop, cease, desist. You're ruining our quality of life. People in the public housing complex, they have to get up, go to work in the morning. They can't sleep. And the gangbangers decided to track her down. Went and shot her multiple times. What a horror. What a shanda. Her life, she died in vain. Now, you would have thought, once that became publicly and privately known by borough president Eric Adams, he would have said, oh, my God, this woman died as a result of my instructions. You would have thought he would have apologized. He would have humbled himself, shown some humility. He would have reached out to the woman's family, visited, gone to the wake, the funeral. He did none of the above. None of the above. Now, here is a man who supposedly, if he's elected mayor, is going to coalesce support around the police department, who gave instructions to the constituents of Brooklyn that elected him Brooklyn Borough President for eight years. Take the matters into your own hands. Don't call the police 911. They're heavy-handed. And the gang members shot her in cold-blooded murder. Never apologized, never humbled himself, never reached out to the family, never went to the wake or the funeral. Eric still has time before November 2nd to do all of that. 
But worse, just the other day on The Breakfast Club on 105.1, Eric Adams volunteered information that we had not ever known about. Shocking to me. Who's street smart? Eric Adams, while discussing his public safety program, said that as Brooklyn Borough president, he has met with gang leaders with bodies. That's street terminology for gang leaders who are killers. And then he additionally stated that he had met with gang leaders with bodies, meaning gang leaders who had killed, who had pending legal actions against them for those murders. And I said to myself, this is crazy. He hasn't even met with any of the police department PBAs. Not the PBA, not the Sergeant Benevolent Association, lieutenants, captains, detective endowment association, nobody. I want to know, who did you meet with Eric Adams? Which gang leaders? From which gangs? Where? At what locations? And so far, he has refused to give up information because he says he was doing intel. Isn't that what the police are doing? Intel? Eric Adams decided to meet with killers, supposedly to do intel. Instead of talking about the real heroes who do intel in our violent streets where gangs reign supreme each and every day, the detectives of the NYPD, who before the police were defunded by a billion dollars by his partner, his teammate, Bill de Blasio and the city council, had 7,500 members dedicated to solving crimes. They're now down to 5,500. You would have thought that he would have left it to the detectives of the NYPD who do it best. Eric Adams, as far as I know, in 22 years of service as a police officer, was never a detective. He should have talked about that. Didn't. The reason I want to know what gang leaders and members he met with, how do we know that after this horrific crime was committed back in July of 2020, based on his advice to his constituents, not to call the police because they're heavy-handed and take matters into their own hands. That, in fact, he didn't also meet with the gang members responsible for the death of this female constituent of his that he never bothered to go to the wake for the funeral, never offered condolences to the family, and acted like it was just something to ignore. Wouldn't that be ironic? He would meet with the gang members from the Pink Housing Projects responsible for her execution and assassination, but would not meet with the family of the woman who was killed, executed, right there for all to see. You imagine the residents of that public housing project, the residents of East New York, covered by the 75th precinct, largest precinct in the city, after hearing about this or knowing about this, then being asked to cooperate with the police, living under the threat, the terror of gangs who will tell them point blank, snitches get stitches and end up in ditches, and then realize 
that the Brooklyn Borough President was also telling them not to deal with the police because they were heavy-handed. Eric Adams has a lot of explaining to do because he went on to embellish this. He wants to invite these murderers, these gang leaders with bodies, to City Hall to participate in an overall public safety program to limit gang violence and gun violence. He said this, if in fact the residents of New York City elect him as our next mayor. There is a clear choice because Curtis Sliwa, who's dealt with gangs far longer than Eric Adams, far longer and in many different cities, will not allow them to sit at the table with the police will not allow them to participate in public safety because if you know the mind of a gang leader, the mind of a gang member, they will use that to empower themselves in the community and you're legitimizing them, making them even more powerful than they are now. For instance, in the aftermath of the Rodney King riots, elected officials in Los Angeles and LA County brought together the Bloods and the Crips and they had a ceremonial handshake in which they pledged that they would put the guns down, they would become peacemakers, no longer continue with their wars against one another. yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on our troubles will be out of yourself a merry little Christmas make the Yuletide gay from now on our troubles will be miles away here we are in olden days, happy golden days of yore. Faithful friends who are dear to us, gather near to us once more. Through the years we always be together if the fates allow hang a shining star upon the highest mold and have yourself a merry little Christmas no
the years We all will be together If the fates allow So hang a shining star Above the highest bough And have yourself Merry little Christmas now. Just like the ones I used to know Where the treetops glisten And children listen To hear sleigh bells in the snow I'm dreaming of a white Christmas With every Christmas card I write May your days be merry and Christmases be white I'm dreaming of a white Christmas just like the ones I used to know Oh, and there'll be snow where the treetops listen and children listen to hear sleigh bells in the snow. And I'm dreaming of a white Christmas with every Christmas card I write so may your days be merry and bright and may all your Christmases May all your Christmases 
may have your Christmases be white.